Flight 1969, surface to Jet Nation Radio. Look at what a leader this guy is. Bolt is fighting for his job this year. This is what quarterbacks are made of. Doug Middleton would get a 50-yard onside kick. How stupid can you possibly be making that much money? Folks, grab a snack. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. And join Joe Blewett and Glenn Naughton for Jet Nation Radio. And you are listening to another edition of Jet Nation Radio. I've lost count because I haven't done the show in about a week and a half, Glenn, but I think it's the 12th edition of the uh, watchable version of the show. I'm just going to go with 12 from now. And I don't know why you're, you're muted. Uh, your audio is muted. Good way to start the show, Glenn. Yeah, well, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute it on and off as needed. But uh, oh. yeah, just uh, I, I guess last week's doesn't count because it wasn't video. It was just Mm-mm. me. Uh, doing doing the uh, the voice thing, which I I enjoy the video, but I think the fans probably enjoy not looking at me, but uh, even more. So who can blame them? So it's kind of a bonus when they get some content without having to look at my mug. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to get another show in, and we'll have another one in a few days. We'll see what happens schedule wise. But yeah. um, off season's about to ramp up. We're uh, we're hoping to get out to the combine in Indy. Still waiting to get word on that. So uh, who knows? Yeah, the schedule is definitely gonna be a little bit um crazy because the police academy is a little bit more crazy than i originally thought it was and i was like oh I'll, you know every wednesday night i'll be able to come home do a show from six to seven it's not necessarily that easy i probably have like a half an hour each night to uh wipe my ass if need be but other than that there's really not much that i'm doing um but yeah so the schedule is gonna be crazy sometimes it's gonna be on wednesday sometimes it's gonna be on saturday sometimes it's gonna be friday sometimes it's gonna be sunday like it is today we're going to try to do our best to get a show out every single week or I'll try to be on the podcast. And then if I can't, and I'm really busy that week, Glenn will do a solo show or maybe he'll do it with Biff Sweeney or maybe we'll do it with our good friend, Kyle Smith, who was willing to help. I was going to say Kyle, Kyle stepped up and offered uh, if we need him next time. So yeah, Kyle, you know, Biff, it's a little, maybe a little tougher for him because uh, not everyone's, you know, wanting to get up at 11 PM to do a show. Um, I know he's got small kids like I do, but either way, we'll make it work. Yep. You know, a few solo shows thrown in here and there to keep the thing going. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, once you're out of the woods, we're back rolling normal again. Yeah. 14, 14 more weeks. And obviously the first week or two are the, the toughest. And, um, the first two days, which are called the hell days. I understand why they're called the hell days because Glenn, you've been through, um, you know, the military and you understand we were just talking about it. It's you, you can't even describe it to people who haven't been through it. It's, it, it sucks. It really, really sucks. It, uh, breaks those people who are mentally weak um so that was fun it was a really good time uh, i enjoyed it i would love to do it again sometime uh, hopefully never but yeah so tonight we'll talk about we're gonna talk about a little bit about kirk cousins because i listened to the show last week and i wasn't able to um get my opinions out on kirk cousins we're not gonna talk about it too much but tonight's gonna be pretty or today's gonna be pretty simple we're gonna just go over the jets you know top four to five needs in free agency we're gonna look at some of the free agents who are gonna be available in those positions we'll discuss it um, and that's, that's pretty much it. It's going to be a shorter show, probably only about an hour or so, um, because Glenn has stuff to do and I, as well, obviously have some stuff to do. Um, so let's, let's get it on the road. But before that, Glenn, you can check me out on Twitter at Joe RB 31 and Glenn on Twitter, at ace fan 23. Um, I'm doing an Adams review, which I recorded, I think 102 plays of his 2017 season. I'm probably going to end up putting up like 90 
and I'm in the process of putting up 90 plays from his, from his 2017 season. Um, so it's going to take me a while right now. I'm on like 65 or so. So if you want to go check that out, like I said, go on Twitter, then I'll post it when it's actually done. So you can just scroll through it. Uh, Glenn, anything in the last week, week and a half you want people to check out? Uh, just, you know, nothing, nothing big. Obviously there's not a lot of news going, going around right now. Just did a little note on, uh, for those who didn't see, uh, uh, the Jets signed Casey Rogers, son, uh, which is, you know, huge news. I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure. It was well-deserved. Uh, he was playing in Canada, I think yeah, he was playing Saskatchewan and, uh, dad gave him a call and they signed him up. Um, future reserves contract, not a, not a big deal at this point. And, um, Jamal Adams with a, a bold prediction. I don't know if you saw his Twitter account. He was like, I've seen nothing. Yeah. He's like, we're going to, we're, we're going to have a big parade in New York soon. The biggest parade or something like that. I think it was the day the Eagles were having their parade in Philly. So, um, yeah, little, little predicting a, a, uh, a uh, the, the biggest parade in New York in the near future. Cause they're putting the work in. So, you know, uh, I saw you doing the film review on him. I still laugh because, and I, I, I sent you a message about this kind of laughing. Um, I still see, see people that are just like, you know, this guy can't cover anybody. He, he has no range. He's a box safety. He's, nah. a, he's, a, he's a run stuffing safety with the sixth pick. And it's like, man, the guy didn't, like, he made mistakes. He's a rookie. Like he wasn't perfect. But when you see the the amount of ground he covers on a lot of a lot of plays when he is in coverage, yeah, the guy. I mean, it, you know, it's unfortunate that he didn't come away with any picks, which that's a big thing, and that's that's why a lot of people say that they see no interceptions and they just assume that a guy can't cover. Um, it's you know far from being the case, but again, he, when he was picked, there were a lot of people that were upset that it wasn't a quarterback, which I understand. But people kind of make up their mind about a player the second he's drafted. He, I don't like that guy. I didn't want him. Therefore, he sucks. And no matter what he does, I will always find a reason to explain why he sucks. Um, but some people just, you know, it's uh, they don't want to. They don't want to deal in reality. But just, you know, really good player. Did a lot of great things as a rookie. And you know, moving forward, if he improves, he can be a force. Yeah, um, and I wasn't planning on even talking about Adams, but and. Going through the, the film and recording, I haven't put it all up yet. Like I've said, I have still probably like 30 or so plays to put up. Um, a lot, I was a lot more impressed with him than I originally was, just like watching um, kind of generally watching the film and breaking it down, doing the 40, 50 plays I usually did. But specifically watching him on every single play, I was definitely more impressed. Uh, in terms of coverage, he, he, he definitely does get you know, tricked by or he gets kind of hurt by his aggressiveness, whether it be like play action or a sluggo where he'll try to jump the slant portion of the sluggo. Um, like Tra- versus Travis Kelsey, or a lot of times this is and this is his biggest problem in coverage, where he tries to get way too aggressive with bigger tight ends, and they kind of throw him off the routes. Them um, Jamal Adams gets off balance; they either cut out or cut in or cut back to the quarterback, and um, he allows a catch. But other than that, like his his speed in in the deep field is incredible. Um, so anybody who's saying he doesn't have the speed, you literally have never watched him on film because. That's the one thing that's been jumping out. Like, holy crap, this guy's speed is ridiculous in the open field. Like his, like he, he what did he run, Glenn? As as pro day four four three or something? Well, no, I, it, it was really weird. He at the, I mean, you see a disparity in pro day and combine, and I get that. He ran a four five six four five six at the combine, and he ran a four three three at his pro day. I would say yeah. he's probably somewhere in the middle there. It, He's not a four five six, but I don't think he's a four three three either. Yeah, so he he has good like straight line speed when he gets to top speed, but his his the really impressive thing about him was his 
his acceleration. So I wonder what his, what his 10 yard time was um, in that, but, and this play wasn't even, it's not even that impressive. I just trying to find anything that was kind of relating to what you're talking about, but the Browns are running the scissors concept to the boundary side. And like a lot of, a lot of young safeties would stay with this, this um, corner part of the scissors, but you see Jamal Adams transition. That transition is it's little, but, and subtle, but it's, that's, that's a really nice transition in the open field. Um, and to stay in front of the the poster out by a good you know three four yards and pass off that uh, corner part of that route or concept is uh, very impressive. So he he's good in coverage, trust me, or a lot better than I originally thought he was in coverage. Um, probably not the best example. I could have probably found a better one, but like I said, I have a hundred plays and trying to sift through a hundred plays to find the perfect example was kind of hard on the spot. Um, but Glenn, let's get into all the other you know free agent talking we want to get into. And before we do that, actually. We haven't got a review in like a month and a half, so you guys are slacking big time. Maybe it's because we're slacking, or I'm slacking, I guess. Air quotes, slacking. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get the show out every Wednesday, we'll see. But write us a damn review, please. Come on, guys. Uh, but Okay, so Glenn, let's start off with our biggest needs uh, of the Jets. You want to go five to one? You want to go one to five? And then um, in, in, in the – Weeks coming up, we'll go through some minor needs. Okay, well, the Jets need a, you know, a third-string middle linebacker. The Jets need a fourth-string cornerback, and we'll go and we'll look at kind of in-depth into the free agency pool. But right now, um, we're just going kind of top-heavy quarterbacks. We're doing the easy stuff today, um, as, as we like to say. So what, what do you want to do here, Glenn? Uh, yeah, let's, let's just start at the top. Everybody knows it's quarterback. You know, there's, a, there, there's no great mystery there. Okay, so let's let's jump into the Kirk Cousins thing for a little bit. I don't yeah. want to do it too too much, but update me a little. Bit. I listened to most of the show last week, but you had some really good arguments um, last week. So give me like a little, I guess like a synopsis, like a short version of uh, what you were saying last week. Um, just you know, a lot of stuff that I've covered the last you know last month and a half or so, I guess, and talking about this for the last month. Um, I don't, I don't get a lot of the uh, the criticism of Kirk Cousins. Uh, I saw someone today say that uh, he uh, he lacks concentration. His decision making is poor. This is a guy that uh, was like top ten in the NFL in QBR against the blitz. Uh, as a matter of fact, like late in the season, I think week nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there, he was number one, like best quarterback in the NFL under pressure. So, you know, that it's like people are just inventing reasons to not draft a guy. Um, and I don't know why. And some of the comparisons I've seen, I've seen several people say this is Neil O'Donnell all over again. Like Neil O'Donnell's career high touchdowns was 17. That guy was not good. And I don't think anybody thought he was that good. He was just the best available free agent quarterback that offseason. And he had just been to a Super Bowl. But I don't think anybody viewed him as a franchise quarterback. But um, as far as the Kirk Cousins arguments go, you know, just to just to throw a few things out there, and I know we've covered it, but let's face it, this is going to be this is going to be discussed at nauseum this offseason, and rightfully so. But uh, it could be the biggest contract the Jets ever gave out in the history. Yeah, it's, of the it's yeah, it's 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 going to be a huge contract offer wherever it comes from. I well, one one thing, and I think I touched on this last week. Um, it's it's almost as if the the salary cap space the Jets have it's nice. But really, this is a guy that's such a hot commodity that he's probably going to see three, four, maybe five offers that are where the money's going to be roughly the same. I mean, at, at some point, the bidding will stop. Like, 
no one's going to offer him $58 million a year. You know what I mean? This isn't going to happen. He'll be somewhere in the high 20s, low 30s. The Jets should be in there. And it's going to come down to what his priorities really are. Because honestly, if you're Kirk Cousins and you want to win, you're going to Jacksonville or Minnesota, where these teams almost won the Super Bowl with, with not very good quarterbacks. Of course, they, Vikings got good play from Case Keenum, but Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. Um, so if winning really is his top priority, like everyone's saying it's going to be between Denver and the Jets. If I want to win and I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm going to be like, hey, Tom Coughlin, you got room for me in Jacksonville? Because that yeah. might be the best young defense in the NFL, and they might be uh, – they should be a top five defense for the next four or five seasons. If you go to Jacksonville, you might win a ring pretty quick. Um, if you want marketability, which, you know, and I think we've discussed before, playing in New York isn't what it used to be now with the internet and social media because everybody can get great exposure – but uh, New York still does have, you know, j- just in sheer volume, you know, the, the population, the opportunity to, to get in, in front of as many eyes as possible and, and raise your brand, raise your profile. But all this stuff, is that really going to matter when you're making 30-some million a year? You know, that remains to be seen. But the only thing that Jeff has own control, obviously, is, is where he wants to go. Because I, I think, you know, there are cases where a free agent might only have a couple of suitors and you can blow a team out of the water by four or five million, and he'll be like, you know what? I don't really love Green Bay, but for that money, I'll, I'll move to Green Bay. But Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to be staring at five offers for roughly the same, you know, same ballpark money-wise. So it's going to come down to where he wants to be, and that's what worries me. When I think country family guy, I think Minnesota. I don't think he's going to want to move his, his family to, uh, to the big city. But, listen, with that kind of money, you don't have to live in the city. You can live out in Westchester, you know. But, um, you know, obviously there, there's nothing they can do there. But all this talk about, you know, like I said, I've seen people say that, you know, he's, what, what has he ever won, which is the, the dumbest argument ever. We're not talking about Hall of Fame candidacy at the end of a guy's career. Dan he's Marino been, isn't a Hall of Fame quarterback then. He, he's been a starting NFL quarterback for three years. Three, three yeah. years. Like, oh, he's been in the league. Fine, great. He's been in the league for six. That's fantastic. He was a backup. Since taking over, since becoming a starter, his completion percentage is damn near 70%. He's at like 68, 69% completion percentage over three years. That doesn't happen by accident. And he's done it with, you know, he had some good receivers a couple of years ago, but this year there was a downgrade of the position for them, and they had some injuries. The O-line was was pretty bad, um, and he did a really nice job there. But basically every argument I've I've heard about him is, is either nonsensical or, or clearly inaccurate and just being made by someone who has decided they don't like him. I, you know, we don't need another stopgap. A 30-year-old quarterback is not a stopgap. A 35-year-old, 36-year-old quarterback is a stopgap. He's not a stopgap. He's, he's, he's a long-term six, seven-year guy. He could easily be your quarterback for at minimum six, seven years um, if you get lucky, and, and, eight to ten. And could easily, I mean, realistically, is probably would be the best quarterback they've ever had the second he signs. Um, but obviously, he's got to win something, you know, if you want to. But, Joe, yeah, and, and obviously, I know it was a different time. I know Joe Namath kind of like yeah, brought about yeah, the, past, sure. the, 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 the past, not like past happy, but passing in the NFL more. Um, but he's more known for that one game. Uh, he guaranteed it, but doesn't he have like he has like more, he has more interceptions than touchdowns in his career? So he, I, he does, like you said though, the era a lot of guys from that era did. The big thing with Namath though, he was the first quarterback to throw for four thousand yards. Nobody had ever done that before. I'm saying so he's the so, first quarterback who had really started passing the ball. Yeah, so he he, he I mean he's rightfully uh, you know viewed the way he is. But the bottom line is outside of Namath, the Jets have they've had garbage. You know they get uh, you know. I, I think about it in, in, you know, 
for as long as I've been a fan. You know, I've been a Jets fan for 37 years now, 30, 30 I might be exactly 30 years. We, we get one good year of quarterback play every 10 years. That, that's what we average. Pennington had a good year once, Testaverde had a good year once, and Fitz had a good year once. Those are the three good years of quarterback and play. Fitz, and Fitz – Uh-oh. Oh, whatever. Trouble on the set. <laughs> oh. you're, wearing, you're lucky you're wearing a halo, Joe. Joe, uh, come back to us. Don't go to the light, Joe. There, I'll, I'll, I'll put the light down or whatever. Yeah, that's my um, – that's like my dad's fighting mat. So I just I, – I stole it and um, it fell down. But I'm not going to get up and, and uh, change it, I guess. So maybe I will. Maybe when Glenn's talking, I'll try to fix that because I know it's probably annoying. But – yeah, all the, all the points you brought up. And, yeah, Namath, I don't know. I, I've seen some games. I Like, I'm impressed, but I'm not I, – I, honestly, I can't really even talk about it. It's like me trying – it's like the kids who say, oh, my God, LeBron's better than, than MJ. It was two different eras, and yeah, I didn't get to it's, watch it's him. It's hard play, when you, not you going watch to. guy. Yeah, I'm not going to just judge him and say, oh, yeah, well, he's definitely better. But, um, yeah, if not number one, then number two, definitely. And I hear a lot of Jets fans say, well, I just rather draft a quarterback and they're, and they're just going to be good and – um, that'll be fine because the Jets have yeah. really shown the ability to draft quarterbacks very, very. And it's, and very it's not well. just the Jets. It's it, it's not. And, and here, you know, I made, I made this point. <clears throat> I can't remember when, but it's when I hear this um this talk about how you know Mike McCagney can't pick a quarterback, and uh, and as I pointed out, you know Ozzie Newsom didn't hit on a quarterback till his tenth try. Yeah. Wasted first round picks, wasted second round picks on garbage quarterbacks. John Elway is about to draft another first round quarterback. It'll be his second in three years. And Brock Osweiler was also a second. So he'll have a two, a one, and a one. Um, and we still don't know if he's hit on one yet. But yeah, for some reason Mike McCadden used a four and a two and it's the end of the world. Like he didn't get he didn't hit in the fourth round, he didn't second round. Yeah. You know, now whether or not hack was a reach, um, you know, that a lot of people feel that way. And I think when you you know it's hard to argue that at this point, you know, I was, I was optimistic early and I, you know, I, I gave a lot of leeway for the Penn state thing and the disaster that they were, and maybe he just needs to settle down and not be in a, a crazy environment like that. It hasn't worked out. I don't think it will work out, but the point I the point I was going to make though, is that when we talk about, you can't trust Mike McCagney to draft the quarterback, who can you trust to draft the quarterback? Like show me, show me, show me a GM who consistently drafts quality quarterbacks. Like, you get lucky. You hit on a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you draft a guy who develops over the course of a few years, and maybe you got another – but as has been said a million times between fans and pundits and writers, quarterbacks are currency. If there was anybody out there, if Bill Belichick – Bill Belichick is the smartest football mind in the history of the NFL, it, you know, or at least you could make that case. If he was – if he is that smart – why doesn't he draft like one or two like quality starting quarterbacks every year and just trade them for multiple firsts every season? It's not he's he's drafted some bad quarterbacks. He's drafted some good ones. He's done it a couple of times actually. What's that? I said he's done that a couple of times. No, well I don't know. What did he trade Brissett for? Like a third or a fourth, I think. No, they traded him for the receiver. For the uh was it Moncrief, the receiver? Oh no, not Moncrief. Um the the fast guy, uh someone with a yeah. D. Dorset uh, was it Dorset? Yeah, Dorset, Dorset. Yep. But 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 that's my point. I, and he had, he's dealt guys, but we see them succeed in his system that he runs in New England. And then they were like Matt Castle had a nice year or two in KC. Then he stunk. Um, you know, Brissett. You know, remains to be seen. He's uh, you know, he he gets he he has some guys who are like a flash in the pan. But how many like 
long-term quality quarterbacks has the greatest football mind of our, at least of our lifetime. How many has he drafted other than the guy who we took with the 199th pick? You're going to tell me he thought Tom Brady was going to be the greatest quarterback in history and he took him with the 199th pick? Come on. Yeah. um, It's not as easy. It's it's not Madden. You can't just buy upgrades and cheat codes and every quarterback you draft is good. Like you got to, you got to miss. Well, more likely than not, you're going to miss on a few before you hit on one. And for some reason, this obsession with Max missed twice, so he'll never yeah. hit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's uh, even like the fourth round pick. I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him for Petty. It's just a shot. It's a shot in the dark. The second round pick was terrible. That that was one of his worst moves. Um, reach or not, it was just a terrible pick. He hasn't even seen the field in two years. So Hack is a wash. He might not even see an NFL snap his entire career. So that's a that's a bad pick. I'm I'm not I'm not going to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but with yeah, with and with cousins too. Like and I've heard a lot of stuff about like statistics and that stuff. And I'm I do want to go and watch some of his film. Probably not until May or whatever. Hopefully the Jets sign him. I'll watch some film and break it down. I know Kyle Smith, our good friends, doing it. So if you can follow him at AFC East Bros and he's putting out a uh, review of him. But I've watched you know probably like four or five of his games this year, and I'm I've definitely been impressed. And I know that these people come out with these like, stats like not kind of like QBR like advanced metrics that he's like number three in the last three years and this and that and all these all these statistics and um from what i've seen i'm, I'm really impressed and I, if i went through the quarterbacks which i actually did a, a while ago uh and i put him at like, like right in that 10 11 12 range maybe even nine depending on where you want to argue him um but a 10 10 11 12 quarterback is is good enough for the jets that's better than we, i've ever seen in my entire life as a jets fan and i've heard some people and maybe it was bob O'Shusen on twitter and i love bob O'Shusen, but he was saying something like to pay quarterbacks what they're worth, there would literally be a, a top-flight free agent quarterback every single year minus Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, like like every single year. So the Jets, if, if that's your thing, okay, the, the Jets don't sign Kirk Cousins. They draft um, whoever, Josh Allen. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. Uh, if they draw, if, uh, I hope to God they do not draw Josh Allen. I really, I'll go crazy. So let's say Baker Mayfield. I don't want to say Josh Allen's name. Um, Baker Mayfield plays really, really well for four or five years. And he's, you know, a t- he's, he's the eighth best quarterback in the league, but he wants number one money. No, get rid of him. Let's get, let's get rid of him. Uh, pay, him pay him what he's worth to make the draft another quarterback. And we'll con- continuously have to hit on quarterbacks every single year until we find the number one or two best quarterback. And then we can pay him because then he's, then, then he's uh, worth the money that we're going to be giving him. We yeah. just saw Jimmy Garoppolo. What was it? I have the, contra- the contract right here. Five-year, $137.5 million dollars contract and he had what seven starts in his career 20, starts. 27.5 million dollars and people are going to get mad about giving Kirk Cousins like 30 million dollars okay. I'm fine with that so I mean honestly I like the guy and I think he's a good young quarterback what's Derek Carr getting 25 million like uh, yeah like 25, <laughs> 25 million a year Matthew Stafford 27 million a year sorry folks and it, 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 I, I can't believe people that like when I see people who don't understand this I wonder if they sort of you know following sports 20 minutes ago like this is the way free agency has worked from the time I was a kid when I used to follow baseball what did, what did Alex was, Smith just get Glenn what was that contract I've been so out of touch I know it was like 90 something million seven, 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 17 million a year he's 33 years old exactly so every quarterback and and I'll, I'll just say this once and it's the last time I'm ever going to say it because people are just they're dumb any quarterback who's above average or even average is going to get the next highest um, contract you're in the NFL. You're going to become the, the highest paid guy. Because That's if you honest. don't pay them, then another team will gladly give him money, and then you're sitting with your thumb up your ass looking for more freaking quarterbacks. That, that's like, like you said, the best GMs in the NFL or the best you know, draft, whoever it is, Ozzie Newsome or the Bill Belichick of the world, 
at, it's a it's a crapshoot. You have to get lucky, and it's not like you said. It's not like Madden where, oh, I drafted a guy. Let me see what his overall ranking is. Eighty-seven. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I can develop him into a ninety-seven. Like, no, if you draft a guy, does he have the right talent around him? Does he have the right coaching? Does he get injured? Uh, is the environment right for him? Like, there's it's not. There's so many factors in drafting quarterback. You don't just draft them. And then you lift up a sheet and say he's going to be good or not. There's so many different things. Is is the offense right for him? Is the quarterback's coach right for him? Like so, all the all, all the this, arguments this, I'm hearing, like and just this notion, draft the quarterback, like it's so freaking easy. And, and this notion that, and I've mentioned this before, and I'll I'll run through these real quick. I know I have on previous shows, but any new listeners or anyone that didn't hear, I feel like they're valid points with cousins. I'll only take like 10, 15 seconds each one because we don't need to drag this out any longer. But uh, you know the criticisms. Um, why do we want a guy that his own team doesn't want? Total garbage. I the hate Redskins, that. So dumb. The, Redsk- so the Redskins dumb. just paid him like $50 million in the last two years to play on consecutive one-year deals. And then they offered him a deal with like 50-some million guaranteed. And he turned them down. This is like, this is like saying, like, you asked a chick out and she said no. And then they were like, oh, oh, like that dude didn't want her. No, it was the other way around. The Redskins wanted Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins didn't want the Redskins. So that's the first garbage argument that I keep hearing is this commentary. Why should we want a guy that, that a team doesn't want? You know, they know how good he is and they don't want it. Of course they want him. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, let's, let's just – you mentioned this earlier. Let's just draft and develop our own guy. Oh, because it's that easy, right? That's all you do. You just draft a guy and develop him, and they turn it to Kirk Cousins. It's that simple. Right, Geno Smith? Right, Mark Sanchez? Right, Brooks Bollinger? Glenn, Glenn to, to, to interrupt you really quick, if we drafted a quarterback and he ended up being Kirk Cousins, how ecstatic would you Oh, my God. Ecstatic. Yeah, over the moon. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, you know, the money we just talked about. Oh, you can't spend this much. That's the way this works. When you are a free agent and you are a, a upper-tier player at any position, you have the leverage to become the highest-paid guy that offseason. As it stands, Kirk Cousins is going to be the, the best quarterback on the free agent market. Best quarterback that's hit the free agent market, really. I can't remember the last time a guy this good hit the free agent market. You talk about Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, they were injured, and I've talked about this before. When was the last time a guy of Kirk Cousins' stature with no injury history hit free agency as a quarterback? You just don't see it. Um, the, the same old, oh, this, this, this would be another typical Jets move. This would be Neil O'Donnell. Total garbage. This team, as I just said, we've not seen a player of this caliber at this position become available in a free agency. To sit here and say, oh, yeah, the Jets always sign 30-year-old franchise quarterbacks. It's not happened in my lifetime. So to call it a same old Jets move is idiotic. Um, the team isn't ready. They're not ready for a quarterback yet. Listen, we just, look, look how quick the Rams turn things around in one year. Like, this team has the cap space, the draft capital. As we've said before, Joe, and we've not talked about it, and we will when we get into the draft, the, the other thing, you know, I've talked about how signing Cousins allows you to go best available player at six. It also allows you to take phone calls from other teams that are desperate for a quarterback that want to move up to six. Now you have Kirk Cousins, and maybe you add another first-rounder and a couple of second-rounders. And the Jets might need to trade up to get that quarterback, and then he still might be a bust. Exactly, exactly. Um, so to say that the guy's not ready, you know, oh, we're not, we're, they're not oh, ready. God, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this thing while we're talking. Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. You know, this, this talk about this team isn't ready for a quarterback yet. It's complete garbage. You go out, you get the players you need, you, you surround them with, with good talent. They do have some weapons on offense and you know, it's ridiculous. The other thing that I, I've heard several times is um, people talking about how some of these kids in the draft, you know, Josh Allen, uh, you know, Sam Donald, these guys have higher ceilings. That's great. They do have higher ceilings. And maybe one day they'll be twice as good as, as uh, Kirk Cousins. Maybe they go to the Hall of Fame. Maybe they win multiple Super Bowl rings. 
but maybe they don't. Maybe they maybe they're terrible. Maybe they're nowhere near as good as uh, as Kirk Cousins. Maybe they're not anywhere. It, you know, maybe Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and 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 Josh Rosen. Maybe these guys end up having careers that are in no way comparable to Kirk Cousins. And you know, the point that I made last week to one of our callers was. If, if, if you do this, and again, and I've said before, if you don't get Kirk Cousins, well, of course you take a quarterback at one. That's, that's a no-brainer at that point. But if you take a quarterback at one and he sucks and you're looking at a few years, for, you're looking at a few years down the road and, and you're having to blow the thing up again, and yep. maybe when you're blowing it up in three years, maybe you don't have the cap space then that you have now. And you're sitting there in three years and four years going, man, imagine if we had like the sixth pick and $100 million in cap space and a franchise quarterback and free agency, we'd be set. Like, we'd be in the driver's seat. They're in the driver's seat now. Like, make something happen. And do I think Kirk Cousins will come to New York? I don't know. I, you know, honestly, one day to the next, I, I think he will. Then I think, ah, oh, small-town guy wants, you know, quiet Minnesota-type environment. Um, but who knows, man? Maybe, maybe you know, maybe the Jets do outbid everybody else and get the guy. Who knows? But – all these yeah. garbage reasons that they shouldn't get comparing him to Neil O'Donnell. It's just, it's just beyond idiotic looking for reasons to not like a guy. And it's, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah. The Jets team isn't ready right now, but the fact is that after they cut Wilkerson and cut some of these guys, they're going to have 60, let's say 50 on the low end million dollars to sign a bunch of these guys. And like you said, it's a, it's a good, it's a good reason. And I completely agree with you is, okay, well then, you know, Jamal Adams after this process is done and figuring out this rookie quarterback sucks, which honestly, the, the, the chances of him sucking to not sucking or even to getting up to Kirk, Kirk Cousins levels, like what, like one in 20, maybe like first round quarterbacks gets to Kirk Cousins type level, maybe. Yeah. Um, so you're praying that even is Kirk Cousins. You might have to trade up, you know, this year's first, next year's first, two, the two seconds you have a third, a player, just to trade up and get this guy. So then you're limiting your roster there. Uh, yeah, you have more money to spend in free agency, but you're, you're, depriving your roster of younger guys who can grow along with, you know, Kirk Cousins and these type of guys. And then you have Jamal Adams, three, four years older, Marcus May, three, four years older, um, James Carpenter, if you like him, which I don't that much, three, four years older. Let's say you get, you know, by whatever means you get the Marcus Lawrence, he's three, four years older. You have to, you have to blow it up and build a completely new roster again and then try it over again when right now something in free agency is happening that's, that's never happened, I've never seen happen. A quarterback who, who potentially is either a top 10 quarterback or right near a top 10 quarterback is available for you to grab. And just because he might be there for six, seven, eight years and you might be able to draft a quarterback, you know, get, get, get really lucky and then him be good for – you know, 10, 11 years instead of those six, seven years, that's, that's the risk you want to take. You know, you're going to delay paying that guy for three, four, or five years when you can just sign one in free agency when it's a guaranteed thing. You don't know if the Jets coaches can even coach up this guy. It's like, it's so beyond ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand people who do not want to sign him. Um, and like you said, I, Bob was, I love Bob Oshusen, but if you, if you think you need to pay a quarterback what they're worth, that if you're paying any quarterback, let's say the 11th best quarterback in the league, 11th best money, you're, you're, not, you're going to have to get a quarterback every yeah. – every four years after you draft the perfect quarterback. So it's like beyond, it's beyond dumb um, to me to not, to not sign him. I, I, I do not agree with anybody's thinking. who said, Oh, and sign him. I, I got to bring up one other thing. And this might be the dumbest thing of all. This is like, I, I can't, I can't. When I see people say, you're going to pay Kirk Cousins like $30 million. Dude, Tom Brady only makes 12. And it's like, 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 what do you, what do you say to people? Like, like I said, it's like they started paying attention to football twenty minutes ago. 
yeah. they just looked at the, they looked at the quarterbacks and their winning percentage and their salary and went, oh, well, this guy only makes twelve million, so you know, and he's the best, so everybody should get twelve million and be happy. Tom Brady is married to a woman who makes like ten times more money than he does, and the Patriots have allowed him to open up his own store in their stadium. They're billionaires. They're, they're billionaires. Yeah, they 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 have allowed him to open a store in their stadium to sell his merchandise. You know what I mean? That I yeah. mean, come on. You cannot yeah. seriously sit here and tell me Kirk Cousins doesn't listen. If Tom Brady is making twelve and he's what we're gonna go, then nobody deserves more than twelve. Derek Carr. Anybody, anybody making more than twelve million is overpaid right now. Everybody. Which is, which is almost like first round quarterbacks are almost making that money. So Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, all these guys um, who are signed recently um, are just they, they should be free agents, and then they're only gonna go to a team who's offering twelve million dollars. Like nobody's an and, offer. And with the ring argument now, Joe, because I, I mentioned it earlier. Oh, congratulations we, to the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way. Thank that's, God. That's what I was just going to say, right? <laughs> oh, what does he want? What does he want? What does he want? The, does Nick Foles deserve more than Matthew Stafford now? Because Matthew Stafford's making $27 million, and he's never won anything. And everyone always tells me that you don't deserve to get paid until you win something. So are you paying $28 million for Nick Foles next year? Is that is – because that, that's the way it works, right? I guess you should cut – they should they should trade Wentz too because Wentz has never won in Nick. In Nick yeah, Ball. what has Carson Wentz ever won? That guy, he's garbage. He, he's Nothing. never won anything. No, nothing. How many rings? No rings. None Austin, for Carson. Often injured quarterback. Never, not Carson, that Wentz, good. Carson Wentz has never even played in a Super Bowl. Why is he even on your roster? You never played. He's never been in the playoffs, Glenn. Not, not even in the playoffs. Brady. Yeah, he's never been in the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, that, that's it. Nick Foles, twenty-eight million. That's it. That's that's it. It's. You don't have the ring, you don't get paid. Once you get the ring, him and Trent Dilfer, Hall of Famers, Dan Marino, not so much. I was going to say, Nick Foles definitely better quarterback than Dan oh. Marino. Um, and sorry about fixing the thing behind And he's him. as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers has a ring and Nick Foles has a ring. So right now they're the same. I agree. I would agree with that yeah. statement. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Valid, valid, valid. Yeah, Glenn, I had, to, I had to fix the thing behind me because the fact that I'm bald too, which actually I haven't shaved in two, three days – because I haven't shaved since Friday. It was like reflecting off my head and like going right into the camera. So I, I had to fix it. Um, yeah. I don't know why I bald. Yeah. You can't, you can't even like in the Academy, if you have like a, a hair that's like over like a centimeter, you're done. Like donezo. You're doing flutter kicks for eight hours. <laughs> um, Go to a good Turkish barber and get the straight razor shave. That's what I do. I, I, I use the, um, they call it, they call it bicking, but I use something a schwick or sh- whatever that is. Um, razors. I have no idea. I use Dollar Shave Club. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's get them as a sponsor. Dollar Shave Club, man. They're awesome. Yeah, we're both bald. If they want to sponsor us <laughs> for the next 14 months, I'll shave on video. Yeah, I shave uh, on video. I just, I just get lazy and don't shave my head. But when I do get my hair cut, I just shave it. What do I need hair for? I just shave bald every single night. <laughs> it's fun doing the whole head. I have a big-ass head, too, so it takes a while. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, so so let's let's move on. Um. Yeah, with Kirk Cousins, well, I don't know. Oh, in terms of options too, I didn't, I didn't get to comment on that. I don't, I don't think Denver's as good as an option as people think it is, especially now that they're trying to get rid of Tlaib. They're trying to get rid of. Uh, I, I heard uh, Manuel Sanders. The moves they're gonna have to make. The moves they're gonna have to make to bring him in and sign other free agents. They're at like about Denver, like they're the Broncos of three years ago. They're not. They're, they're have like twenty six million dollars in cap space. They haven't re-signed the guys whoever they have to re-sign. They're basically gonna have to completely deplete their roster. Um, it's their old roster is if not like average age to old age. So Kirk Cousins is going to have like a two, three year window there um, with not a ton of talent around him. So I don't think Denver's as good as an option as everybody thinks he is. I don't, I, 
I think Jacksonville is going to stick with Bortles. I, maybe they're going to they're going to obviously like check in on Cousins, but I, I don't see that happening. I think the biggest threat is the Vikings. If the Vikings can find a way, which they can, you know that GMs can really, um, you know, maneuver the cap however they want, and they they can figure out a way to do it. it how would you not go to the Vikings? Like I so. I think it's Vikings, maybe Jacksonville, um, but I think I, I think that's the four teams. Vikings. That's one thing. I don't know if you've been to Jacksonville, Joe, and and to each his own. We all have different things that we like in life. Um, but I've been to Jacksonville, and if I had multiple bidders, like you know, same money ballpark wise, um, again, and give Jacksonville their credit. If if Kirk Cousins is like my mission in life is to make thirty million a year and win multiple rings. And Jacksonville offers him that thirty million. Then he should go to Jacksonville. They're that good of a young defense. If he wants a chance to win and some money and a nice place to raise his family, well, Jacksonville is a. I'm not going to a crap hole. From my, I've only been there a couple times, but uh, I I came away like, wow, this is awesome to not live here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we'll we'll see. But like I said, I think Jacksonville Vikings, Broncos, and and, and the Jets. Maybe some other like wild card team who can come up along. I, I don't see him going to the Browns. Why would you ever go to the Browns? But the Jets pitch has to be. Listen, we have you know we'll have like sixty, seventy million dollars after we sign you. We can sign multiple offensive linemen. We can sign Allen Robinson. If you want Allen Robinson, you can convince him to come here. We'll sign two corners. Like they they can have a ton of uh, new pieces to bring along with Kirk Cousins, and I'm sure Kirk Cousins can recruit plenty of guys. Hey man. If I go to the Jets, you know, you're going to sign there. And the Jets have the room to do it. So, I would, I would love for that to happen. They, they sign whoever it may be, um, whoever he wants. You know, we'll, we'll see. But let's talk about, I guess, some other quarterback free agent options, Glenn, and then we'll jump into some of the other um, – oh, let me just share my desktop. I forgot. But I'll bring up, like, a list of, of uh, everything here. Okay. You can see my dashboard now. Um, so these are the other free agent options, Glenn, anybody interesting, who else is interesting you on this, on this list? You have Drew Brees. who's not going to, uh, leave new Orleans. You have San Bradford. I'm, I'm never going to trust his injury history. I just, no. I, I can't, I can't see the jets dumping in money to him and I wouldn't want them to sign him anyway. I need a guy who's going to be steady. Jay Cutler's gone. Josh McCown, maybe as a backup Stanton. No, Henny. No, Fitzpatrick. No, Derek Anderson. No, Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, huh? uh, Hey, you know he's won four playoff games, so he too is better than Nick Foles, by the way. Now, now, what do you? Not or Carson no, Wentz, rather. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Now, what do you? What do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Same kind I, of thing with the injury. Uh, yeah, to compete, I'd bring him into with a chance to beat out a rookie if I can't get Cousins. But I wouldn't draft him and think, okay, now we're set. We don't have to take a quarterback. Yeah, and then so it's kind of like the same thing. So what about? So I, I think like really the only other options I'd be like okay with is if Teddy Bridgewater, if he checks out medically, I'm okay with the Jets bringing him in, but then they have to draft a first-round quarterback, obviously. You're not just signing Teddy Bridgewater and right. just, okay, now we'll draft a guy in the third round who can develop. And I feel the same way if they bring in Case Keenum, okay, you know, let, let him play for half the season and draft a guy in the first. Any other guy other than Kirk Cousins, um, then they need to draft a first-round quarterback. Obviously, Alex Smith is not an a option anymore. Uh, he was probably my number three. I think Tyrod is my number two to Cousins right now. But even if they sign Tyrod, I want a quarterback in the first round. So I'd kind of. I mean, let's we don't, we don't know that. I, I I know what you're saying, but I don't I don't know if Tyrod is as gone out of Buffalo as we think. Because what what are you going to do if you lose him? And I mean, unless you trade up. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Tyrod. A lot of people are anti Tyrod. I have no problem. Again, it, it's like people just get like if it's a quarterback they like, 
and the guy doesn't perform well, they'll be like, oh, well, he's got no weapons. And then you're like, well, who the hell does Tyrod Taylor have? Charles Clay? Like, who's he throwing to? Nobody. Oh, he's, he sucks. He sucks. Guys, he's like five to one touchdown interception ratio. With yeah. nobody. No, nobody. He's got nobody. Yeah, Glenn, and, he's probably like right. And, like, but, but no one wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to talk, oh, not Tyrod. He's, we know what he is. He's never been to the playoffs. We know what he is. Yeah, I, I think he's right around like that 19, 20, 21 range. Like I either really go through my quarterback, or even like 19, 20. When's the last time the Jets have had like the 19th, 20th best quarterback in the league? Like that's a little bit below average or like yeah. right in that average range. I would take that any day of the week. The Jets, the Jets over the past like 10 years, the Jets have lived in the bottom three. Like yeah. with the exception of Fitz's one year, they live in the bottom three in, in quarterbacks consistently. Um. So, and, and, and Fitz's one year was we both agree that was it was overrated. He he chucked up the ball to Decker and Marshall a lot, you know. So well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't to a degree, yes. But we saw what happened when uh when everyone's favorite savior Geno Smith got a chance to play, and all he had to do was chuck the ball up there, and he lost the game. Yeah, but uh, that's the difference between a a, a, a decent or a good let, let's say let's call Fitz a decent backup quarterback. I would say in the league. Um, right. Tell me if you want, but I'll, we can argue that, and I'll, you know, I, I think I'm right. Like, decent. Yeah, backup. I think I think we're done talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah decent backup, and, and Geno Smith is a third is a, is a third strength type of guy. So yeah. Um, but regardless, yeah. So I, I would say Cousins is obviously my clear away number one. I would, I would be really freaking happy if the Jets sign him. And the thing that's gonna suck, like today, today I actually just finished watching the Super Bowl, so I knew what happened. But today I just watched it. Um, and I think what, what that is, like I said, I'm out of touch and I'm going to be out of touch for a couple of months, guys. So I apologize. I'll try to bring like, I can tell you about concepts and this and that, but in terms of like this happened, this happened, I'm not going to know a lot. Um, but what does free agency start? It's like, it's like the 12th or the 13th this year. 14th. Uh, Fourteenth. Start signing. I start, I start firearms the 13th and like firearms is like a super serious part of, of Academy. So you have to like study and you have to practice a lot. So um, if, if they sign him, I'm not even going to know for multiple, multiple hours. So I'll like get out of Academy, check my phone. I'll be ecstatic. Um, because basically I don't have my phone from four o'clock in the morning until about six o'clock at night. So, um, I'm going to have no idea, but yeah, I'm going to be ecstatic with him. Number one, number two is, is Tyrod. I would say number three is probably Keenum. Number four is Teddy Bridgewater. And then number five, I, I don't really have a number, a number five type of option. Um, but those are my top four guys, and any guy from two to three, whether it be Tyrod, Ty uh, Keenum, or uh, the other guy I just mentioned that I just blanked out on, on his name again now. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets have to sign a first-round quarterback, or I mean draft a first-round quarterback. So yep. Yep. it is what it is. Let's move on, Glenn. Let's, let's go to uh, what's, the, what's the Jets' number two need, do you believe? Uh, number two has got to be corner. They got to get a. They got to get a corner. Even you know they're talking to Morris Claiborne about bringing him back. Um, he's a he's a nice enough number two, but you still need a number one. And honestly, with what he's going to cost, um, not that it'll be a great amount, but he'll he'll be expensive enough that given his injury history and the free agent market, I'd rather you go sign two free agents that are. Uh, what are you willing to give him, Glenn? Um, not more than six million a year. Yeah, I would. And, I yeah. Not more than maybe maybe two years with a third year as a, a team team option, something along those lines. But I wouldn't give him more than a couple of years. Yeah, I, that. I, I mean, I, I would prefer they move on from him and get somebody better. But if he's going to stick around. Yeah, I, I would say like six, six and a half million is the highest I'm, I'm willing to go for him. And then obviously with some playing incentives. But we've said this many, many times and I said it. Uh, I, I just I think his year was very overrated. 
Uh, I think he was in, like I said, a solid number two. Number one, he's not a good number one, good number two. So you want to pay him like a, like a good number two with an injury history, maybe as high, maybe six, seven million dollars the highest. I'm okay with that, but it has to have some in, injury incentives to reach that um, seven, seven million dollars. So um, I'd rather get rid of him too. Now, who are, who are you looking at in, in free agency? Obviously, the big names, the Tremaine Johnson, uh, you have Fuller. And then you have Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler is like – he's only like 5'10", though. So, I'm not too sure if Bulls is going to love that. But and, – and this is something I've heard, too, a lot. Like, Jets run a, like a lot of press man. The Jets don't run – Glenn, what was one of the biggest problems we had with the Jets scheme this year is how it's they played off. They give them big, huge cushions. Huge exactly. Cushions. And I believe it was it was week 10 that, like, a, a stack came out, like, pro football focus. Like, I don't like their rankings. I've said that multiple times. They said – the Jets ran zone like 56% of the time and man 44% of the time. And that backed up what I was saying when I was watching film, that the Jets run a little bit more zone than man. So don't, don't listen to people who say the Jets play 80% man and only a little bit of zone. The Jets run if, if let's, let's say but, if not more. You're right in that they ran that, but is that the personnel? Is that Todd Bowles saying, I don't have the guys to play man, so I got to give up these big cushions and play zone. Yeah, um, I think I, th- I think if he had it his way, he'd have better corners and play more man. But I see what you're saying. Like anyone who says they play more man than zone is is not that they're off. And and, and that's and that's a factor. But I'm saying like this year, people are saying, oh, they they yeah. run a lot. They run a lot of man. Like I saw some. I'm not gonna say names because I don't like to do that. But they're like, oh, the Jets run a a man blocking scheme. And I was like, uh, the Jets run no, like eighty five percent zone. But it was, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago they did, but not last year. Last year, yeah. was a lot of zone, and yeah. I think that's why Car. That's a, I think that's a big reason Carpenter struggled. And he talked about that when he came over from Seattle. He said, "I think I, I think I struggled in Seattle because they ran a lot of zone, and I'm a lot more comfortable in man." So, I think that's why he was really good his first couple of years, and then last year not so much. Okay, so yeah, I, but so, it, it, my, my top choice though, in, in terms of corners, because we're, we're getting a little long here, I uh, Kyle Fuller would be my top choice. Um, yeah. My number one, whether or not Chicago franchises him remains. Oh, Marcus Williams. Yeah, <laughs> not um, really. A, not really a lot of need there. Uh, Nickel Roby Coleman. I think he's. I think he's a little too short. He's like a five eight, five nine guy. And yeah. I think you know, unless they feel like he can, you know, un- unless they they do move on from Buster Screen, which I don't know that they will. I've seen Brashad Breland's name come up a couple times. Some people seem to see him pretty favorably. Um, and Malcolm Butler is an interesting one because I don't know what it is about him. Like he, he has the, the rep for making that big play. His PFF ratings are good. His numbers are solid, but I feel like whenever I watch him, yeah. I see him get beat a lot. I see, I don't see like, even when guys aren't making plays, like whether it's a drop or a bad pass, I feel like I see people get open against him. Not, not that he's bad, but I feel like I see people get open against him a lot more than I would expect for a guy that gets talked about as much as he does. Yeah, I think I think he specifically struggles against the Jets a lot, too. When, when he plays the Jets, he struggles. But, yeah, I think Tremaine Johnson's a guy, and, and Kyle Smith has brought this point a lot, too. Like I said, a good friend. Um, Bowles does like his guys in the secondary having long arms. Jamal Adams, uh, really long arms in the top percentile. Uh, same thing with Marcus May. Uh, Morris Claiborne has long arms, so he likes that long arm guy, so. Tremaine Johnson is probably is probably their top option, but at the same time, Tremaine Johnson's 28 years old, which you know, it's not too old, but at the same time, corners, like you see heavy drop-off, like that 30, 31 range. Um, so maybe he's good for two, three years. Maybe he wants a four- or five-year contract. So we'll see with Tremaine Johnson. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I for me right now, Kyle Fuller is a, a real option. EJ, uh, EJ Gaines has got a lot of good reviews. There's that guy, was it Colvin? Um, 
from the the Colts has got a lot of good reviews I've heard. I haven't really seen a lot of him play, so I'm not going to say, yeah, I've watched him play. He's a really good player. Um, yeah, there is Aaron Colvin has got some good reviews. But I think the Jets should kind of let Morris Claiborne go unless he's not – unless you know, unless he's looking for $6 million around there. I'm okay with signing him for that. But I, I would like to see the Jets go into free agency aggressive, aggressively, get a guy like Kyle Fuller, and then maybe even a guy like a Colvin – or a Malcolm Butler or an EJ Gaines, you know, a number two type of guy, maybe Rashad Breland. Um, but the Jets, I think, need to sign two corners, whether that be re-signing Morris Claiborne and getting Kyle Fuller or Tremaine Johnson or not signing him and then getting two of the options that we just talked about. But the Jets need to sign two guys, Glenn, because that, that position is so thin right now for the Jets. Yeah, well, one guy that I'm looking forward to watching, because um, as you said, I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> I won't sit here and pretend I've seen more of a player than I have, but uh, Rashawn Melvin from Indy. He's a guy who played, you know, played some man end zone, and oh yeah, that's what I meant to say. I was saying, I was saying Colvin, but he's from the he's from the Jags. That's what I meant to say. Uh, the guy from the Colts, I've I've heard some good stuff about. Yeah, yeah, Rashawn Melvin. He's six foot two. Uh, he's only been in the league five years, and uh, did a really nice job last year. But his first big year, so you know, you have to worry about those guys who uh, yeah, who who show up for one season. You know that that's that's a bit of a, a red flag. Just, just stay the hell away from Byron Maxwell and no old guys. Oh, Maxwell is so overrated. He's yeah, yeah. Um, EJ Gaines, not, uh, not, not sure how I'd feel about that. And then there are quite a few guys who I honestly haven't seen enough of to comment. But I think that it, yeah, it is a position of need. And it's funny you say that, that they need to sign two. Um, I've said they need to sign two. Everyone that follows this team says they need to sign a couple of uh, cornerbacks. And then to, I forget which site it was. I saw a thing today, like breaking news. Jets will try to sign two corners. Like, yeah. Wow. That's uh, – I wonder what source they got that you, from. You, you must be so deeply embedded to come up with that nugget. Are they, are they going to – here Here we go. Are they going to pursue a quarterback this offseason? No, I think they're comfortable with the, what they got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, only only somebody with true inside knowledge of the, the deepest inner workings <laughs> of the team would know that they're going to pursue a, a quarterback – and maybe some corners this offseason. Glenn, we've we've hammered these people who who say they have sources and and this stuff and breaking the Jets will try to find a quarterback. Like no, like okay. So I'm I'm, I'm not gonna do it again because we are yeah. Like a but, bit but, but I saw I saw that today and that was the first thing I thought of. I thought oh there's there's another one for me and Joe to make fun of. Like Jets will see two corners. Yeah, they they may want to get three because wow. really, you know, uh, Claiborne, Screen, and Burris. I. You know, as as much as Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, he he might have the best shot out of the three. At least, at least we don't know he's. You know. Yeah. At least there's some unknown with him with the other guys. I could do the corny. Oh, Glenn, breaking news: the Jets. You know, uh, personal rep just texted me. uh, Jets are going to try to sign a center. Whoa! Oh oh, my goodness! Wow. Um, but in terms in terms of the needs, Glenn, and you said cornerback is number two. Corner is actually my number three. Now, they do need it more, but I'm kind of going in terms of, like, what's the hardest thing to find? An outside linebacker is my number two because the Jets have no pass rush. And there were so many times that even last year or definitely last year where I was sitting there, I was like, oh, no pass rush, no pass rush. The quarterback's sitting there for four or five seconds, especially with a bad secondary. And both can mask the other where, you know, okay, you know, coverage sacks or, you know, the, the quarterback drops back and in three seconds he's sacked. So it kind of works both ways. But I think the Jets, if they're going to – let's say invest a high draft pick or a high amount of money in one or the other. I'm going outside linebacker because I think corners are a little bit easier to find. Obviously we went through a list of names, whether it be, you know, Fuller or Colvin or Melvin from the, um, 
from the Colts, like we just said before, or Malcolm Butler or Tremaine Johnson. You know, there's always a lot more available. We're outside linebackers. It's, it's not as extreme as corners, but you don't see outside linebackers ever hit free agency. You don't. You don't. And that's a good point. You know, and, and I feel like those needs are like two, you know, two and two way. Like you could easily flip them because they have close to nothing at those spots. Uh, at, but corners as we just saw you know there are some good corners that are going to be on the free agent market not the case with outside linebackers um and any edge guys that do get near free agency end up getting franchise tagged or something along those lines so if uh you know if one of those guys if if even if one if you think you're going to see one in free agency it rarely happens yeah so so um glenn because we both have to to run let's just let's just hit on the outside linebackers and we'll we'll wrap the show up and then we'll go through the the fourth and the fifth need um that we, that we think of, we'll do this a little bit, a little bit quicker. But what do you think about the the, the two guys, um, in Ezekiel Asna and and Demarcus Lawrence? Well, Lawrence, you know, again, having just mentioned the franchise tag thing, I, I think he'll end up getting tagged by Jerry Jones, and uh, I don't, I don't think Asna is a guy that's going to fit this scheme. Yeah, you know, I, I, unless he can shed a bunch of weight, or unless Jets switch to a four three, which I, I don't see happening. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he would fit what they do. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at the same position as you are because I've, uh, I've heard that a lot like this this offseason. Oh, let's sign DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence is going to get franchise tag most likely. And yeah. Ezekiel Asna is, is 275, 280 pounds. You don't see many, if any, successful 280-pound 3-4 um, outside linebackers because you're rushing from, you know, whether it be the outside shoulder of the um, – you know, of the – tackle or from a nine tech the Jets like to put their their rushers at nine tech a lot and to cover that much ground a 280 pound guy uh, even without trying to get blocked it's going to be hard for that um individual so I don't think Ezekiel Austin is a real um you know fit for this team and it's like it's like you're paying a guy you know 16 million dollars a year and you're and you're throwing a you know a square peg into a round hole type of type of situation so I don't I, I don't really like that I think they re-signed Coney Ely he plays a little bit there uh outside linebackers are sort of like guys that I want um, looking at this list, there's really you know no what, way. Joe, you know you know who the most you know who the most interesting guy on the list is in all reality. Um, you know, looking at the players that, that they're expecting to be available, Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan, I don't even know if you realize, like he, he was back in the league last year. He played part time, and put it look, put it this way: his first 26 career games, he had three sacks. Then he sat out a season with a suspension. Nobody wanted to pay him. Nobody wanted to even play anywhere in 2016. And then last year in five games at the Seahawks, he had four sacks. And they said he's one of those dudes that he literally hit rock bottom, you know, no, again, had a year off for substance, a year off because nobody signed him. And he apparently, like, walked into his agent's office, bawling his eyes out, like, yo, I screwed up, help me get back on track. And he worked out like a maniac, got himself back in football shape, rededicated himself, four sacks in seven games after three sacks in 26 games before that. And he's a free agent, and I would think if I would think if Seattle's interested, and they make him a you know a, an offer that is, you know, that's a team. You know, I I know we say all the time there's no loyalty, but this could be a different situation where you were like you literally you were out of the league and nobody wanted anything to do with you, um, and Seattle gave him a shot. So maybe if they make a competitive offer, he stays there. But as an edge guy, four sacks in seven games, um, he was a former top ten pick. So if it took hitting rock bottom for him to get his get his act together, he's an intriguing name. Yeah, that would be a, a bad name to bring in along with, you know, re-signing Coney Ely. He was more of a – he's a defensive end, but yeah, play a little bit of outside man. linebacker if it's a five-tech, but not 
or you know a six tech, but not not from a nine tech position. He's just not that fast. But um, that's it for for this week. And then next week we'll hit on our fourth and fifth needs. And Hakeem asked the question uh, for us this week, but we'll we'll get to it next week because you know we both just have things to do. I gotta go study and shine my well, shoes. What, what, what's that? Let, let, let's answer Hakeem's question. He might uh, uh, he might we might forget about it next week, or he might uh, he might forget he asked. Um, he asked. Just let me not just. Uh, can you discuss a ASJ's blocking ability and the max you would pay to bring him back? We've, we've hit on this a little bit, but go ahead, Glenn. We have his blocking, I think, improved from, from the previous year, but still wasn't very good. Uh, too many holding calls. He's far from a, a, a competent in-line blocking tight end. He's, he's, he's improved, but I would not say he's good enough that he could be considered a good blocker. And uh, I think still, he's a, I think he's a below average blocker when I watch. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. He's a, he, he went from being atrocious to like, oh, yeah. that's not too atrocious. So he got better, but he's still far from being a, a good blocker. And as far as what I would pay him, the more I think about it, I, I wouldn't go more than six million. I think we've talked about. It. I think we've I think we've said six million. That would be my max because at the end of the day, it was nice to have a tight end that was productive early on, but he did nothing down the stretch. I know the quarterback changed, blah blah blah, but he did, completely disappeared. Um, and you know, we don't know what legacy situation is, uh, you know, obviously didn't see him on the field last year and, you know, Neil Sterling played night. I mean, Neil Sterling played one game where he was a legitimate target and he had, he, you know, I, I think he had, I think the catches he had were you know, his longest catch was longer than anything Austin Sperry and Jenkins had all year. Um, and he's converted wide receiver. So he's got some wheels. So I think, uh, 6 million is the top I would go if he wants a penny more than that. I would go with the guys they have and, and look at free agency in the draft. Yeah, like I said before, I, th- I think that people are saying he's a pro ball tight end. I think you're crazy. I think his blocking ability, he's a willing blocker, but he's just not that great at it. He's below average blocker, and he's probably, let's say, an average target in terms of route running, in, t- in terms of catching. Uh, he's a big body, but, you know, look at that. It was a Panthers game. He dropped two touchdowns. Um, so he's he's an okay tight end at best, in my opinion. Now, does he have room to grow? Probably, but – yeah, six six and a half million is the highest I'm willing to go, right around that average range. Maybe 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 you can push it to seven, because they just have so much room. But any anything seven, I'm going to get a little uncomfortable. Six, I'd be okay with. So I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, if he comes back, that's fine. But I'm even at the point again when I look at his late season production, I'm almost like I, I let him walk. You what he did last year, you can get out of other guys, you know, um, who won't cost six million a year. And, and again, maybe it's the way he was used. And, and the point you made, I was going to say the same thing, um, room to grow. You know, I've, I've said a couple of times during the year that this was his highest snap count in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just got worn down late in the season. That's entirely possible. But um, I feel like for what he did last year, you can get that from other guys. And he uh, – but, but at the same time, are the – you know, did the Jets use him correctly? How many times did I come on here and say, why are we seeing this guy fly up the seam and open things up a little bit? You know, why is everything, a, you know, a hitch or a quick out, just the short stuff? Why are we only seeing that? If he's capable – if they think he's capable of more in a different system under a new OC and they bring him back, I can live with that. But if he comes back again next year and everything is a, you know, five-yard, you know, out and a, you know, six-yard completion, it's like, why are you paying this guy this much money to do that? So if they let him walk, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Um, but if they bring him back, he can't go more than six. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think like I said, six, six, seven, seven's high, but that's the the most I'm willing to go. Just no, I on. said six, six. That's it. Um, go yeah, on the seven. line. Average, average at best. Blocking ability is not good. Um, I would say it's 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 
definitely below average to bad. It's just not atrocious like it was with like Kellen Davis, who was brought in here to actually try to block, which just made absolutely no sense. I don't understand how you don't watch your film and notice that he's that bad. Um, like I said, I think we did a little bit more than an hour. We'll be back sometime next week with another hour. We'll talk about the Jets' uh, fourth and fifth biggest needs in free agency. We'll talk about some of the lesser um, known needs or lesser thought of needs and who can fill those roles. Uh, if anything else happens in terms of you know, Kirk Cousins news or quarterback news, we'll talk about that. Uh, but thank you everybody for listening. Please leave us a review on the podcast app or however you listen. We greatly appreciate that. Glenn, any last words? No, just look, it's uh, almost time to get rolling in a free agency and, and the draft. So it's going to be exciting. It's, it's tempting. It's hard not to talk about it. The second the season ends. Um, Cause that's what everybody else does. And I, I understand that, but uh, I think we both saw last year, how, how, Stupid that is. Toward the end, like the last two weeks, you're like, just have the draft already. Um, you know, I don't want to get to the point where I hate talking about the draft. So I think we've done a nice job of holding off. But I think in the next couple of weeks, you know, time to start looking at some prospects. And uh, yeah, free agency right around the corner. I'm gonna be, so, I'm gonna be so mad at myself. I'm gonna be so damn uninformed about the draft. I'm gonna try my best, but you know, in that half an hour that I have every night on weekdays, I don't know if I'm going to be looking up draftees. I'm probably going to be trying to watch like, I don't know, 20 minutes of TV. It would be nice. So, um, but like I said, we'll be back. Podcasts review, please. Five stars. Tell us what you'd like. Tell us what you don't like. And we will be back. We'll update everybody when that will be. And we appreciate everybody for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.